Here we are, here live, Sunday coffee. Are we are, are, are we having fun thus far, ladies and gentlemen? You see my host over there. You see her. You know her. You love her. That is the host, the one and only, the glorified Mel G. Everybody, give it up for Mel G. Everybody, let's Hello. let's give her some claps. Let's give her some claps. I get some claps. You get some claps. Oh, Mel G gets the claps now. today. Claps. <laughs> all right, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, you good? Thank you, thank you. Throw roses, do all that. Oh, you want me to give you roses? Throw, throw, not tomatoes. Those, that's a long applause break. It is. <laughs> it really is. That's a long applause break. <laughs> like what? It's still going. <laughs> I got I'm, love for I'm you. Just that love. I got, I got love for you, but I don't know if you deserve. That was like a twenty-four. That was like a Michael Jackson applause break. That was I just. <laughs> Stay here, look at the camera for 20 minutes. That was a, literally a Michael Jackson pro applause break. Like, man, are you just going to sit there Straight and pose? Man. Okay, you was going to pose. Okay, we good. <laughs> you was going for the posing at this point. All right, I appreciate that. It's your man, Mr. Direct, here live doing what your man, Mr. Direct, does best. Giving you that real talk like only your man, Mr. Direct, could give you that real talk. Some of y'all might not be ready for what your man, Mr. Direct, is about to talk about today. Guess what? I don't give a flying rat's ass. He never does. I don't because some of y'all is just so full of shit. You know it. I know it. You know it. We know it. It's just one of those things we know together. You know, and I'm mad because the overhead thing that I, I had to do to get my coloring isn't there. For some reason, it keeps leaving. So I got to keep trying to do this whole chroma thing and it's pissing me off. But I'm going to get you there. I'm going to get you there because it's what I do. It's, it's just one of those things, man. It's just it's, one of those It's a production thing. It is, but your man, Mr. Direct, fixes it on the fly. He's a man of many hats. I fix it on the fly. It's what I do. I call I call myself the fly fixer. <laughs> It is so good to be here. My energy's a little bit up. I did a show last night. It felt good. I'm also excited, ladies and gentlemen, because if you don't know yet, here we go. Book number two is out. Facebook conversations, the good, the funny, the ugly. Grab a copy. Get it. I know you're going to love it. And don't forget the original lessons from a shit talker. You get them both. I'm working on book number three. It's trust me when I tell you, you will love these books. Uh, I actually had somebody applaud me the other day and was like, oh, my God, I didn't know that you were like that good at what you do. And I'm like, how did you not know? I'm like a god with what I do. <laughs> so how's that warm cup of coffee? <laughs> oh, you don't want to get into the coffee. I do want to get you into the coffee. You got one. I produce the show. I tell you to send me the articles. I put them all. I get the sound clips. I I, I get the pieces that we need. Uh -huh. I make sure the audio works. You have one job. What is that one job? Bring the coffee. How's she going to give me a Starbucks with no sleeve? A hot Starbucks with no sleeve. But is that my fault or is that Starbucks's fault? That's your fault. You should have known that I need a sleeve. When this she is, handed me a hot cup. This is the inner Karen in me. You should have said, management, I need a sleeve. She's trying to burn my hand. I've already been sitting in the drive-thru for 20 minutes just to make sure you get your venti peppermint mocha with four shots of espresso blonde. You made sure it was blonde espresso. Yes. So then we on the same page. We on the same page. That's, That's sad that I have it memorized now. 
What'd you say? <laughs> said it's sad that I have it memorized. Now. I, I don't even have it memorized anymore. When I go, I'm like that. I've been to McDonald's 50 million times and I do the same thing. Can I get a um? Oh my God. I want a um, uh, and it's the same thing. Can I get, I get a. And I always hope and pray that somebody that knows me is there and goes, dude, you get the same thing every time. Seriously. My mother is like that. We'll be in the drive thru and she'll look at it, the menu like she's never seen the menu before. That's how she get down? In the drive thru. Ah, okay. I see. It can happen. It can happen. We have so much that we got to talk about. We have so much we're going to get into, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for joining us because it's going to be one hell of a show today, just so you know. We're going to talk about paddle ball. Paddle, paddle no, ball. Is it, no. is it, what is it? No, that's just, no. I'm telling them. I got the picture up and I'm telling them what it's called. What are you calling it paddle ball? What is it no, called? Paddle ball. What is it called? It was called like knuckle puck or something like that. Knuckle? Is, is it knuckle puck? It was. It was something called. Hold on. What was it called? Pickleball. Pickleball. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna talk about pickleball is becoming the latest craze across America. It is. We're gonna talk about Miss Manners. Miss Manners, uh, are you a bad host? We're gonna talk about that. And I got a list of the top ten things that you gotta consider. Are you a bad host? You know, these are okay. things that we have to consider. Do these things make you a bad host? Ooh, I'm ready for that. Ready you, re for that. you ready for that? I'm ready to hear. Well, when we get to that point, I'm okay. I'm ready to hear As, so we could ask you preliminary, and those of you at home watching, what makes a bad host? And we're not talking about hosting a comedy show or musician show or entertainment. We're talking about at your home. What makes a bad host? Because I think a lot of people don't understand that there, there's a science to being a host. Like some people love hosting parties, but they suck as a host mm -hmm. because they can never, because they're so busy trying to enjoy the party. You that know what I mean? The that party. they're not hosting. And the thing is, it like, I do this at my comedy shows. I walk around and I'm asking people, you okay? You enjoying yourself? Do you need a drink? Like, I do that at my comedy shows because I want to know that they're enjoying themselves. So I can only imagine I get rich out of nowhere and I got this big old house and I'm not enjoying myself. I'm sitting there literally. You're, at, you're in the fire pit drinking. Nah, <laughs> nah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I'd be walking around having conversations and just trying to. Okay, fine. I'm at the fire pit drinking. Well, I mean, <laughs> you got you got to admit you know what you're doing. You got to admit you know what you're doing. But what makes a good host? Think about that when we get to it. That's part of the mismanners. I, I found that on NewJersey.com. It was a whole mismanners thing. What you guys see back here are my hard drives. So don't be alarmed. Uh, I have a working, functioning studio. I know that throws a lot of y'all off. It's a working, functional if y'all could Can't only confirm. see the camera over here it's even worse so just don't worry about it that's what you see back there working functioning you know i should increase this shot because that is kind of ugly y'all shouldn't be seeing that but you see it anyway <laughs> you see it anyway so i don't care mind your business nobody asked you a damn thing mind your business uh we're hey. also going to talk about uh the, we're also going to talk about uh the ted cruz and uh Congressman Sprawley and how they badgered uh, Judge Ms. Jackson. Judge Jackson. What we're going to also talk about Ooh. is how they made that baby book number one bestseller on Amazon. <laughs> like it backfired. <laughs> it backfired on them. Like immediately somebody like went up the stairs and grabbed the book. And when they went upstairs and grabbed the book, they like opened it up and it was talking about how not to program your kids to be racist. That's what the book is about. That is it. It's And I have it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get more into it. I have it. his adult version. I don't have his kids. Version. We are. But I'm we are. But first, but first, I got to give a big shout out just so you guys know I have to do this. I don't want to do it, but they're paying me to do this. 
Big ups to the Joint of Miami, the best comedy show in Miami, next Sunday, April 3rd, 8 p.m. Your man, Mr. Director, is going to be there doing his dirt. You're going to see the opener, Valerie Salnave. The headliner is Hennessy Williams. The feature is Javi Corion. I'm going to say it's got to be Corion, like Michael Corion or something like it. Corion. It's got to be because I believe he might be part Cuban or something. So it's got to be Corion. But if I messed up your names, I apologize. We're going to have fun. There's a... Uh, there's an event there before us, so there should be more people in the house. Make sure you come through. Funny, funny comics. Your man, Mr. Director, is hosting. I might fill in a guest spot because I haven't found a guest spot yet, so I might fill in and do a nice little 10-minute set, you know, but it's my show, so I might do 30 minutes. I don't know. I'm wild like that. Get in where you fit in. Get in where you fit in. My name's all over the venue, so I get to do what I does. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's $5 off. Do what you do. Big ups to the staff at the Joint of Miami. Big ups to the staff at the joint of Miami. Give it up to King. Give it up to Mr. Mr. Klaus. Give it up to Corrine. Give it up to Monica. New Jersey Weed Man. The whole entire staff because they be holding your man down trying to make this show a success. This is what it's about. You got to branch yourself out. I uh, made some connections last night. Um, I, I, right now, things are looking a little on the bleak side, but they're looking on the bright side of bleak. The bright okay. side of bleak. So I can only complain so much. Thank you for joining us. Hit the yes, share button. Please. A lot of y'all are scared to hit you. Oh, my God. I love your show. Hit the damn share button. Tag a few people. Let them Pass know. Me around. You know what I mean? We're going to have fun. We're going to do what we do best here. We're going to enjoy ourselves because I have. Now we're going to talk about your ugly ass purple hair. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to talk about your ugly ass purple hair. Not now we're going to go for it. Now we're not. Okay. So so we're not feeling it. I like, I like the maroon. It was pink. It was it was pink. It was originally like a magenta pink. It faded. I, I, listen, I only stick with one thing: bald fade, and, and, and get this trim. That's it. I'm good with that. Ball fade and get this trim. I respect the fact that you take chances. So I'm going to give you that. That shit's ugly. <laughs> we friends. People in the chat are going to be like, yo, he's saying his co-host is ugly. I didn't say my co-host is ugly. I said that hair is ugly. What the hell was you thinking about? I wanted to match my cup. I don't know. The wrong person going to look at you and say, this chick is trying to be Grimace from McDonald's. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. See? No, not Grimace. Not Grimace. It's Easter season. Was he the milkshake guy or was he the... No, that, that was... Grimace was the... Um, he was the milkshake guy, right? He was the one that was always drinking milkshakes. Probably. Because it was Hamburglar, Grimace, Ronald McDonald, and it was somebody else. The girl. Well, whoever the girl the was. Girl. But, but you know what I'm talking about. Come on. Anyway. I think we I had... think we should take a scientific poll in the chat about my hair. What? Because... Why we got to take a scientific poll? Because it's awesome, and you're just jealous. Why am I jealous? Because you can't do what I do. Oh, now, uh, are you telling me I'm really jealous? Are you serious? A little bit. There's no jealousy of me. I'm just sorry. I feel, I, I feel a twinge. There's no, I don't I do not do jealousy. I'm just sitting letting you know. I believe we have some people live in the chat. I don't know if we do. I'm trying to see if we do. If we do, Lucia's there. Renata's there. Hey. Uh, I believe Marley was there early, but, you know, it's it's good. We got to do what we got to do. I want to thank y'all. Hit the share button. Do what we got to do. We're going to have so much fun. We're going to have a great conversation. We're going to enjoy ourselves. I'm going to let you decide what you want to pick. What do you want to pick to start off with? I'm going to let you Ooh, decide. What are we going to start off with? Let's see. You Let's decide. You make the decision because you know I got it all queued up. I'm ready to go. 
Alright, well let's let's start with uh let's start with uh Judge Jackson. Then, you wanna start we? with Judge Jackson? Yeah. Alright, we're gonna start first of all I want y'all to watch this. This came from Ted Cruz. I want y'all to see this and, and realize the dumb shit that we have going on. Here we go. Thousand seven hundred images and videos. So that's a lot. Six thousand seven hundred. That's a lot of kids time being sexually charge, assaulted. Yeah. You have taken over a minute of my time, Mr. Chairman. Okay. So, so you've been given extra time. You usually ask for it. You're given it. Okay. I, I know you want to interrupt. I know you don't I like just this want line you to of play question. by the rules. I, I know you like to interrupt, but I you've like consumed you a substantial question of my uh, time of my questioning, and I'm I'm going to ask my questions, and and you can if Senator. you want to. Testify, you're welcome to. Senator, Judge, you play by the same rules in as the every other senator. In the Stewart case, you said from the bench, thus, although this is not necessarily an, an atypical case, your child pornography possession crime was egregious in the court's view. Okay, so this is a bad one. If you're actually sentencing defendants, you said this was egregious. What did you sentence Stewart for? The guidelines said 97, 121 months. Prosecutor said 97 months. You said it's egregious. 6,700 images. You come in with 57 Time months. Time has expired. Why Senators did you two minutes over just the 57 months in the Stewart case? Do you want to address that? Because you're claiming it's cherry picking. In fact, you're welcome to explain any of these cases. But let's take the Stewart case. Why Coons, did you sentence him for half the amount? You're not recognized, Senator. Senator if, Coons. Do you not want her to answer that question? You wouldn't allow her in. Anyway. Mr. Chairman, she may answer the question. I've asked her why she sentenced Stewart. You've gone over the time, Senator, by two minutes. Why she? And a half. Because you've interrupted me for two minutes, Mr. Chairman. Will you allow her to answer the question? Or do you? Hey, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I I, I want to talk before I let you talk on this. All right, go ahead. Federal and even state local and state and local, they give you every penalty has a range right um depending on what the crime is you'll serve from this amount to this amount right you as a judge if you're a judge get to decide does this amount equate towards what's going on they had nothing on this woman nothing 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 the GOP is so obsessed with this whole pedophile thing which everyone should be you know we hate pedophiles. Everyone yeah. should be. The point is, they are so busy trying to look like they're hard on crime that they want somebody that's going to say, you know what? We threw the book at him and gave him 150 years. She was consistent for every case. Did what she did. This is standard. We're going to do it. This person might be able to be rehabilitated. We don't know. We're going to work with it. And she only had like 14 of them. There's a level of disrespect that the GOP goes for, and they're saying this is revenge for Barnett, uh, uh, Judge Barnett being when she went through it, and when uh, uh, Kavanaugh, who cried, I like beer! I like beer! I mean, at some point, when are we going to stop this political grandstanding? When are we just going to finally say, you know what? It's time that we just hold these hearings the proper way and do the proper thing. Everybody's looking to make a moment. Everybody's, hey, I might run for president. I want people to know I'm hard on these people. Ted Cruz. Go ahead. You can say what you want. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> He's an idiot. Uh, I'm going to take this as the perspective of Judge Jackson because she had the patience of Job sitting there and getting grilled by Mr. Ted Cruz. First of all, his whole 
obsession with Ibram Kendi's writings and the Georgetown Day School, which is a private school. He thought he had the nerve to ask her, are babies racist? Are babies racist? He he took the whole time as if he couldn't believe that a black woman was sitting in that chair. Like he was annoyed. It felt like he was annoyed that he didn't want to be there. He had, you know, his charts with this freaking Sharpie and this is this percent, this is this percent, this is that percent. And then never let her answer any question. He was the absolute worst. And I know there was another person. Sprawly. I believe it was Sprawly. Who probably was equal, if not worser. I didn't get to watch his clips. But the, at one point, Cruz asked her a question and she, there was, she said, Senator, and then paused. And as a black woman, and all the black women of the world know what that pause meant. That pause meant, I could read you across this table right now and slap the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just going to just take the high road and answer this question. Thank God she took the high road. Applause, applause to Judge Jackson for that. We're going to give her applause for that. Many, many applause for that. I think my level of disgust, to be honest with you, my level of disgust, um, the GOP always says how they're tired of racism. Mm -hmm. Conservatives were tired of racism, right? What they implied this whole entire time during that during those confirmation hearings was that she can't make a decision w without using race and I, po I i spoke about it on my um page in scotch plains townwards town page and i said why is it that the gop tells you they're tired of race and they're tired of the discussion of race but yet and still they have no problem with interjecting race into every, every conversation question. Every, every conversation when it's when it becomes a person of color when it's a person of color they can hey, we have no problem with interjecting and putting that in there right it's okay for them to do it we can't do it we can't we can't talk about racism from our point of view what she did is what black people have been doing for years what she did is what black people have been doing in general especially black women if you read them across the table, yep. you're the angry black woman. Exactly. If you say nothing, absolutely nothing, then you're a coward because you don't stand up for yourself. Damned if you do, damned yeah, if you no. don't. And, you know, she and she gave him a couple of those, like cut her eyes a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Like, boy, if you don't she shut did. your, boy, if you Ooh, don't stop, if you don't stop. It was, it was stop, there, I saw it. If fire was in the eyes. I think a lot of people out there that are watching the show within an earshot of us that are hearing us, some of you really need to understand, and I say this all the time if people get mad, and by the way, shameless plug, if you pick up the book, Facebook Conversations, <laughs> the good, the funny, the ugly, you will actually see some of these conversations, and I talk about that. It's about the African-American experience here in corporate America. Yeah. And the double, the double entendre of we could say whatever we want, but you can't. You know, and that's not double entendre. The hypocrisy is what I meant. I, let me correct myself. It's the hypocrisy of we can interject and act like we know about racism, but you can't discuss your racism. So at no point can she ever talk about being a black female and a black judge. No. 
Because now she's relying on, well, you're black and you're well, looking for something. But, and they don't see color anyway. Well, we know that that's bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> right? But the ultimate, the ultimate was when he pulled out the baby book. Yes. Now, for some of you that are not aware, he pulled out a baby book and per what they usually do, per what these morons usually do, they take one page out and then they, you know, scoff at it and, oh, how dare you? I can't believe you're doing that. What are you doing? Are you serious? Is that what you're doing? Basically what they're doing, and I don't care how they put it, they're basically saying that black people that are trying to teach kids not to be racist and putting out books and saying, let's not teach kids to be racist by teaching them the history that we're trying to teach them to be racist. I don't get it. And it's like they, they think we're stupid and don't pick up on these things. I love the fact that it was a subtle advertisement for said book. Well, if you guys didn't pick up on the thing, I'm going to show it to you again. There you go. It's the Amazon bestseller. Come on, people. Amazon bestseller. Ibram Kendi getting that coin because Ted Cruz wanted to be an idiot and oh, he actually did both his books. He also mentioned um, how to be um, anti-racist, which is the adult version. So Ibram Kendi, applause to you for collecting those coins. It, it, it collect them coins as much as you can, sir. Mm -hmm. For the next two weeks, you're going to be on Amazon's bestseller because everyone's rushing out. And you know who's probably buying the book? Conservatives. So, oh, yeah. conser so can conservatives just say, see, look at this, look at this. That's, this is racist. Critical race theory. Which, Ooh, that, oh, the critical race theory. Ooh, that had me, had my blood boiling. I, and I didn't catch that part. What happened with that? So, Ted Cruz, first of all, he, he kind of led with the whole, you and I went to school together, and you and I, you know, we're, we're not friends, but we, you know, we're acquaintances, you know, Harvard Law. <laughs> Dick. Anyway. <laughs> Then he goes into this whole thing about uh, critical race theory, which Judge Jackson honestly and truthfully says, that's not my show or my monkeys. And he kept asking her, grilling her about it. She said, as far as she knew, this was a thing that's taught in college. They which was the perfect answer. It yeah. is a college course. You And it's an advanced college course, not even basic college, advanced. You went to law school. You understand how law works. Now this course teaches you how racism is intertwined in law. Like what's so hard to understand about that? Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're good. So he kept grilling her about this particular private school that they are both familiar with. Now in the public school setting, there is no K through 12 critical race theory class that I know of or anybody else knows of. But his grilling of her asking, you know what he was doing? He's asking the same question over and over 17 different ways. Cycle, um, um, when they um, do a, psycholo a psychological battery test on you, that's what they do. Because they want to see if your answers are consistent. So what they do is they ask you the same question 20 times and they want to see if you answer 20 times the same way. So then it's like, okay, we could trust them. But if you answer the same question 20 times each time differently, there's something wrong. You're lying at some point. And she kept it straight and to the point, she she didn't deal with it. She's a judge. She didn't deal with critical race theory. There's no reason why it should be a subject 
at that time she was there to I say do a job 100% confirmed 100% and you want to talk about something that has nothing to do with her just to push you up on your pedestal a little higher and be like hey people are racist I think what upsets me more about this the more I talk about it and the more I get into it with people is everybody wants to say one that the black person or person of color that talks about racism is the racist because they're talking about it right two there's this non-acknowledgement of that you don't know anything about racism and how dare you and even if you and when you do how dare you speak on it it's there's a level of by the way if you're a Foo Fighters fan big shout out to the drummer I forget his name I do apologize Taylor Hawkins passed away big if you're a Foo Fighters fan rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins I got to do a production with the Foo Fighters in Greece a few years ago oh nice uh, at the Acropolis it was the Foo Fighters in Acropolis so I got to meet them I didn't really meet them because I was working in production but I was in their area I think I passed by him once at the food at um uh, food something or something or another. I don't know, but he was my favorite of the whole. Thing. Rest, rest in peace. Yes, you know. So, just so you guys know, I think what we're missing is that Ted Cruz and people of the Ted Cruz and people of his level, they really don't want to have real discussions. No, all their discussions are based off the talking points of the people that they know are voting for them so that they can maintain making a certain amount of money. He was caught in my in uh, Montana or somewhere in an airport saying, do you know who I am? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> I don't yeah. care. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. You're a sniveling coward is what yeah. you are. Yeah. Look at the way Trump spoke about your wife and now you're kowtowing for him. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot about that. And now you're kowtowing for him. It's just unbelievable that like I said, her patience level. Whoo, love her. And I, I really hope she gets in. And, but and I, I don't just say this about her. I say this about any woman. When you meet someone and they start making money at a certain level, a lot of times, a lot of women and a lot of men do it too. They're like, I don't know when I'm ever going to meet somebody that's going to make this type of money again because they get a lot of free money for their lifestyle. They get free. Like, let's face it. The biggest game in the world is to be a senator. Oh, yeah. A, a congressman or a senator free money thrown at you for life for life if somebody just if somebody served one term right and decided to go on a speaking circuit from there and talk about the politics and policies and stuff you could even after one term uh well let's say you serve two terms so 12 years as a congressman right okay so 12 years because so, it's six years so that you serve two terms you could go on a speaking circuit and demand fifteen thousand dollars a pop if you're speaking three times a month plus you sit on a board for some certain um companies you could easily every year without really stressing yourself out be making just under a million dollars just chilling plus you've got benefits for life plus your kid goes to school for free yep and unless you're greedy if you're making just under a mil a year you're living a pretty nice life you're not stressed i'm gonna run for congress uh, <laughs> i should have ran for congress a long time ago <laughs> I'm just going to run. We'll, be, ba <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Diversity, equity, inclusion. Today, more and more companies are trying to navigate the diversity, equity, and inclusion problem. Should I say more companies from mom and pop storefronts 
nonprofit to big corporations are trying to solve the DEI movement. Many companies are scared to have the conversation. Like individuals, they're scared to think they are guilty of not being inclusive in their hiring, promoting, and overall experience of working for them. The conversation is not difficult to have. Today's landscape of quality employees from every background is bigger than ever. The average customer base is looking quite diverse as well. Let's address some of the benefits of DEI. Teams are 100% more likely to understand target customers when they have at least one member who represents their target's gender, race, age, sexual orientation, or culture. Organizations in the top 25% when it comes to gender diversity among executive leadership teams are 21% more likely to be profitable and 27% better at creating value. Expanding your recruitment searches to more diverse candidates, including background, ethnicity, age, etc., widens your talent pool and increases your chances of finding the best hire. Companies with higher diversity in management earned on average 38% more revenue than companies with lower diversity. That could be because diversity of gender, country of origin, career path, and industry background are highly correlated to innovation. DEI is not just an acronym. DEI is a process that takes understanding, work, and involving everyone. Let's have a discussion. Contact Marklin T. Johnson, marklin at marklinspeaks.com, 651-560-5069. It's sweeping the country. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know about it, this sport is sweeping the country. I don't know how it's sweeping the country. I, I'm still trying to figure it out in myself, but it's sweeping the country. Pickleball. Hmm. A game that started in the Northwest off an island in Seattle somewhere, up in Washington State somewhere, right? Right. It's sweeping the country. Two paddles and a wiffle ball. It's about a quarter of the size of a tennis right. tennis court. And literally, it's it's like tennis, but if you're older, you can actually play the game. And you play it just like tennis as far as you have singles and you have doubles. Right. Right? And it, it, and now it start they have a, a league. They have a paddleball league. Yes, ES, yes. ESP, ESPN, CBS News. I mean, not CBS News. Well, ESPN, CBS, and a couple of other places are actually going to invest in putting, like, televising it. Is this the new wave? Are we going to have kids in high school talking about, I'm the pickleball champion from a backyard? Because this is something you would do in your backyard. This is the. It's like badminton. People shit. Oh, see, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I didn't want to say. She said that. Y'all, hold on for a second. This is Mel G. That's our hashtag right there. Right I just there. want y'all to see it. Hold on. Did it come up yet? Oh, it didn't come up. It'll be up there in a second. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's Mel G. She the one that said that this is that white people shit. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I swear to you, I didn't say it. I didn't think of it like that. I don't think of it like that. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was just trying to keep it clean. I wasn't trying to start off on nope, nothing. Nope, 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 nope. I'm being honest with y'all. I wasn't trying to listen. I... I was just trying to, you know, just let y'all know that that was Mel G, and that's how Mel G started off. There you go. There's her name underneath there. She's a producer, a host, and improv. Right there. Okay. Mel, Mel G, there you go. Blame her. That was Don't not blame me. Fly, don't blame me. I didn't say that. I'm not blaming it on white people. I don't believe that it's just some white people shit. 
I'm saying that because did you I, want, did you I, would, I would I would I would play pickleball. I'm just saying. You would. I, I mean, I I, I did could. You, did you watch a clip? Did you watch some? Like, did you watch some action? Again, black people could play that shit too. We might get high first, but we could play it. True. We would take an edible and smoke a blunt. <laughs> you know, if your uncle Earl is playing it, he's got a bone in his jaw, and he's like, "Hold on for a second. Let me tell you what I did back in 1965. I was the pickleball champion of the backyard." <laughs> You know how Uncle Earl got down? Come on. I was a pickleball. Like, that's what's going to happen in about five years. Old people are going to talk about they're the pickleball champions of their of their age category. That's the next thing. Real quick, since we're on sports, shout out to uh, St. Peter's. Big right. ups to St. Peter's for making it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, and they play. I think they play today. They they made the Elite Eight. They are the first number 15 seed to make it to the Elite Eight. First of all, I didn't know we had a St. Peter's. Well, yeah, but see, St. <laughs> Peter's actually makes the tournament every few, like every five or six years. They make either the play-in or they actually make the first round. Like they get in. Every five or six years, they make it in. And they're like knocked out. First yeah, they, it's, it's, they're on the lower side of Division One. You know what I mean? So it's like on a good night, a high school team might be able to beat them. Like an elite, like an elite high school team right. could beat them, even though they're Division One basketball players. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like they're they're that type of squad, you know. So, but big ups to them. Yeah. Big ups to today. them. Good luck. You guys are playing North Carolina. You motherfuckers gonna need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's gonna be a blowout, but I suspect. You know, like there's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a, a David and Goliath. If I might go, I might go to the bar and check it out. I might go to the bar and watch it. I don't know yet. I haven't decided yet, but we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna yeah. think about it. But I think it's gonna be fun to watch. But my here's my thing about pickleball. I love pickleball. I think pickleball is such a fun sport. I personally also believe that we need to come up with more stuff to keep us active. That's something that I think a lot of us forget. And that looks like it looks like a sport that you can stay active in for a long period of time. This is true. I did watch a clip of a game being played. I got a little bored with it. Really? But I'm sure they on the field. It's it's literally it's ping pong. It's made like a um, bigger sized ping pong is life size ping pong, if you want to call it that. It, it is. It is. It's like song ping. Here's my thing. I like the fact that technically speaking, it's not as strenuous on your body. This is true. Like you could be a fat slob and do well at it because you only yeah. move. You only have to move with so much. If you stay in your square, it's reflexes. Right. How fast can you when a ball comes over? Can you hit it back quick enough? That's it. And you got to keep it in the air. It can't hit the ground. You know what needs to come back? What? Kickball. Nah, badminton. Mm. Badminton's out there, but they need to make they need to they need to do badminton champions. Maybe there is a badminton league. I don't know, but I would prefer the badminton over because paddleball. If you're if you listen, if you're an athlete, athlete, and you can't make it nowhere else, you're like I'm gonna play some pickleball. <laughs> you're gonna hurt someone. You're gonna score four touchdowns in a single game of pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna hurt somebody. There's a lot. There's a plausibility you're gonna hurt somebody playing pickleball, because you got to think about it, a wiffle ball because the air gets in. If right. you can hit it hard enough and you learn how to put spins on it and all that, you could you could smack somebody in the face. Right in the face. Kickball, you could do some damage. True. 
You know what I mean? And there's a lot of old people that shouldn't be playing kickball because their hips can come out of the socket. Ah. I'm just. I'm, just that just scared me a little bit. What? Just the dislocating a hip playing kickball. <laughs> you the one that's. I'll have to rethink that thought now. You're the one that said it. Not I'm me. I'm just saying. You're the one that said it. Do not blame. Do not sit there. You said, oh, we should put. No. Not everybody. Not everybody needs that. Seriously. Not everybody needs that. I'm, I'm happy with pickleball, to be honest with you. Pickleball could be a fun game. We should find. We should find some around here. We should find a league around here. Or how about we look up some pickleball players and interview them and just say, hey, we want to talk to you about playing pickleball. What's it like to be a pickleball champion? Because that's a punk-ass championship. (laughs) But it's also... How can you brag about being a pickleball champion? I don't know what you do with your life, but I'm a pickleball champion. That trophy's going to be right there in the center of the, uh, the, the coffee table. And it's like a, you know when they put the stuff in it when they put the stuff in the middle of the coffee table because they want to have a conversation about it yes. even though you don't want to have a conversation about it uh-huh that's what that is it's the bronze paddle <laughs> in the middle of the table hold on the go- what is that the golden paddle it's the golden paddle <laughs> I give it you know what those paddles reminded me of you know um, six years I give it no 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 Two years and somebody's gonna make a movie based around pickleball. Two years. They remind me of the um, the paddles that they use for uh, uh, initiation for frats. Yes, I saw that. That's what those reminded me. Of. Some girl, some girl is gonna see that and have orgasms. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And some guy's gonna see it and get like get flashbacks. No, no. Why are they playing with initiation battles? Oh my god. I've got my name carved into the handle of my pickle cap and pickle. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Oh, you can't make that up. You gotta pledge pickle cap and pickle. That is hilarious. Oh my god, that is absolutely hilarious. Oh my god. That's in oh we're gonna see some pickleball uh injuries real soon. Oh yeah! Real soon, we gonna see some pickleball injuries. Just to gonna be nuts. <laughs> Dislocated shoulders, <laughs> elbows. I, I, I honestly. And then it'll be. You can't. Here's the thing with me. You can't convince me that pickleball is such an interesting game that it's starting to take off. Like it, it. I get it, but it just seems like some shit that you could go to. Like when Toys R Us was out. Like you could go to Toys R Us. Like I remember when I was younger, my parents bought me a golf set. Right, it was an oversized golf set, and then and, and the balls were oversized, and you had like rings. You just threw the rings in your front lawn, so it was front lawn like golf. Okay, and you would just hit the ball into the like it. That's what pickleball seems like to me. Like you got two trees, you put a net in between, and you guys are just hitting the ball back and forth. And if the ball drops, you score a point. They've got frisbee golf now too. Isn't that college? Isn't that college level? Uh, I've seen it being played recreationally, but I'm surprised that hasn't picked up as well. I I don't know. I, I don't. I, They're just making up stuff now. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I'll agree. I can't disagree with you on that one. I just think at this time in this world, the way we think about it is 
And big ups to everybody that's like clicking on and joining and then clicking out and joining. Stick around. Listen to the conversation. Say something in the chat. If you want to say in the chat, this is a boring conversation. What would you like to talk about? I got the chat. I'll see what it is. Let us know what you want to talk about. But if you don't have shit to talk about, stay tuned and listen to this entertaining conversation about pickleball. Yeah. I don't did we look up did you look up the rules? The rules are much like tennis in which that you know, you're going to hit the ball back and forth. There's an out of bounds. Yes. Um, and the ball can't hit the floor, right? Uh, no. That That's 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 how you score out, a point. But that's how you score points. It's tennis rules, paddles, paddles, wiffle balls. And how do you start it? Is how like, do you start it? Oh, they serve like volleyball. So the one dude goes in the corner and just. Oh, like an underhand hit. Yeah. Okay. So as I kicks off and then he has to run a little forward in his little square. And then the first person that lets it hit the ground scores a point. That's it. Okay. Now, do you do it in sets or is it like first person to 15? Uh, that part I do not know. Hmm? That's a, that part I do not know. Okay, because that that and I mean, well, even then, because you know, like in um in in, in um in tennis, it's forty, it's fifteen love. Yeah. Uh, thirty love, forty love, and then if it's forty forty, it's like ace or whatever. You know, like Isn't shit love like that. Zero though. Love 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 is zero. Well, that's what I mean. Fifteen love. The other yeah. person didn't get it, which I still don't understand the theory behind the love. Ain't no love when you get your ass whooped. <laughs> like, like, where, where's the love? Like, what you mean, fifteen love? And how do they use fifteen? Like, like I get tennis. I right. get tennis. How the hell is it love? Like, love fifteen, love thirty. Like, where's the? How, why do you call it love? Ain't no love when you losing. I can't watch tennis either. I can watch it. I can watch it longer than pickleball. But I can't watch it. <laughs> I, I can't do the whole repetitive. Well, well, there's thing. where there's well, there's that. Let's do Sunday coffee pickleball championship. That would actually be funny. We should do. I should do a comic, a comedian's uh, pickleball tournament. That'd be funny. You know, because you know a lot of you know, a lot right, of comedians, a lot of comedians try to act like they're like they're athletic. But like I'd be in a gym. I'd be working out like. The fuck you working out at? Where's your gym? McDonald's? Shoving McDonald's like cheeseburgers down your throat? Get the fuck out of here. Like the funny, some of the funniest comics are the fat people. Yes, of course. Right? Like skinny comics, eh, they're funny, but get a fat person on stage that knows how to like just be funny. Fat comics are funny. Fat women comics are funny. Especially fat women comics that struggle with their weight. They're funny because they talk more shit than everybody. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they literally, and I, if you're out there and you're listening, you're like, oh, so you like to make fun of fat female comics? Yep. I, I think they're funny as fuck. M Melissa McCarthy is hilarious. I like her. Mel do you remember that thing? Do you remember the clip that she did after it came out that the, uh, the Rutgers coach was being abusive and it was an SNL skit that she did, no. right? So the Rutgers coach was being abusive to his players. And then all of a sudden they did a skit with her on Saturday Night Live and she was like driving like the golf cart on it and being real nasty to people. Hilariousness beyond all belief. I it just was, love her physicality as big girl. Yes. And that's what I mean. Like she, I think bigger people, but when a bigger person becomes a comic, and they become successful, they buy into, I'm a fat comic. They buy into, this is who I am, this is how I have to celebrate myself. And they become funny because they embrace it and they don't get self-conscious about it. Even if they're trying to drop a few pounds, it's just who they are. There you go. Back to pickleball. <laughs>
we're gonna do a pickleball we're gonna do a pickleball tournament i'm gonna get a little warmer out because tomorrow i hear it's gonna be disrespectfully cold again yeah it's isn't it 40 today yeah it's 40 today but it's like gonna drop to the 30s tomorrow mother nature mother nature is one bipolar bitch <laughs> can't make up her mind nope. that's what that's what you're dealing with over there you can't make up your mind we are having so much fun thank you guys i haven't read any have you caught any comments in the thread i've caught some comments in what's thread. in there uh, we are definitely um i think we're done talking about pickleball yeah we are <laughs> but um we've got a little, little bit of a uh, little bit of everything here um Oh, oh. I don't see anything. That's what I'm asking. What you got? I'm going like I'm scrolling through the past, but you know. Okay. So I'm gonna let you go. We're right, we got seven viewers. So Th that's good. We we push we know it you're up. In here. We'll be back in a moment. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Are you ready? He's here. Mr. Durant. Mr. Durant. What the hell you expect? Mr. Durant. Mouth to your ears and me straight for your chest. No talking, no issue, no subject, nobody that he won't talk about. He gon' give you his whole damn team for nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Are you ready? He's here. Mr. Durant, Mr. Durant, what the hell you expect? Mr. Durant, mouth to your ears and me straight for your chest. No talking, no issue, no subject, nobody that he won't talk about. Hey, we are back. Shameless plug. Facebook conversations. The good, the funny, the ugly by Marklin, Mr. Direct Johnson, yourself, me, the man, here, the myth, the legend, doing what I got to do. Also, make sure you pick up Lessons from a Shit Talker. I do want to show you guys the difference in book size because a lot of y'all are not aware of the difference in book size. And book size does matter. Book size does matter. This is like a little pocket pamphlet you could read real quick. This one is full on conversations. I've done two radio interviews. Great. One of the radio interviews is going to have me down i think in june plus i'm gonna do a comedy show while i'm down there because i sent him a comedy clip he was like dude you're hilarious so big ups to them it was ocean 98.1 in in delaware maryland shout out shout out to Wait, them for bringing delaware, me on maryland yeah delaware maryland, delaware, maryland. <laughs> i bet delaware maryland let's go listen you know what i mean my point is we'll be down there doing some damage i'm gonna get back on the stage hopefully a few times before then to get my my wheels really going because when i jump on i really want to impress them so that i can get more shows up and down the east coast because that's my goal you know what it is but thank you guys so much a few people have already reached out posted it a lot of people have a few people have read it and been like oh i got the best compliment out of that one of the guys read it and said it's not that i have to agree or disagree with your views and he goes but your opinions are well thought out and watching what you're saying how people respond to you that's what makes it such a good read because you explain i've explained my theory in detail so you understand the premise of what i'm doing and then all of a sudden it's like these people are too stupid to realize i baited them to say the dumbest shit and I don't lose my cool. I don't. But it, two good reviews. People had some good stuff about it. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you check it out. Coming out. Coming out of it. We got to talk about it. I know it's going to be nervous for some of y'all. I'm like, oh, talk about it. What is it? Going to talk about child care. Ooh. 
Childcare is expensive, y'all. I don't have any kids, so I don't give a damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that any. You know of. Uh, no, see, people always make that joke, but I really don't have yeah, any yeah, kids. Yeah. So what would be the point of me lying about it? Like, I don't have any kids. Like, I don't. I don't have any kids. Why would I? Again, child care has gone through the roof where child care is almost like, um, from what I was researching, the cost of it is almost like having a minimum wage job. It's yeah. the same value. You know what I mean? Oh, I ran the numbers. You did. Let's did. talk. And you posted it on your page. Talk I about did it. it last night. So last night I just made a real quick status to my friends. I said, you know, what's my kids are older, first of all. So I'm done with childcare. I don't deal with it anymore. Um, but what I did is I put up a quick question. I said, what's the average growing weight? Wait going rate for childcare nowadays. And I'm thinking like, it's gonna be a reasonable number, but I got anywhere from 200 to 1700. How much? From 200, to, uh, 200 a week, sorry, 200 a week to 1700 a month. All, all, pretty much anything in between and then it was meals may or may not be provided um snacks may or may not be provided yes and the teachers are usually underpaid yes 100 percent 100 percent and we give credit to the biden administration for giving tax cuts for it you get tiled you get credit Right. Well, you he's get- supposed to have this Build Back Better plan, which is supposed to make childcare free for low low income families and a cap of seven percent on people who. Oh, people are spending up to thirty percent of their salary on this shit. If you worked thirteen dollars an hour, Jersey minimum wage, thirteen dollars an hour, half of that, half of that weekly paycheck is going to childcare. Half. I. And that's before, first of all, $13 an hour times 40 hours. Yes. 520 before taxes. Yes. It, it's, I think a lot of people refuse to the fact that people are going broke to take care of their kids, which I say stop having fucking kids, people. Well, that's another thing. People are saying, well, why isn't this generation having more kids? Because it's expensive to have someone raise them while you work. And if you don't, well, why do you stay at home all day and do nothing and watch your kids? Well, what are my options? Either pay $1,700 a month or stay home and make nothing. I think here's the thing. And um, a lot of people don't understand. And I'll say this out loud. I'm going to piss a lot of people off what I'm trying to say right now. Uh Right. Unfortunately, most of the people here in this country are poor, right? Most of the people that are having kids are the poorer people. Why? Because what's your built-in entertainment? Fucking. You don't have have access to contraceptives. You're not going to spend money on condoms. You're you're depending on a withdrawal system. Yeah. And trust me, if, if you're even making a decent living or living decently to some degree, ain't nobody withdrawing. <laughs> Just not. You're not withdrawn. That being the case, 
the reason why people love Trump and they love the conservative movement because they're trying to protect white people because white people are dying at an astronomical number. Right. Right. They're not reproducing at the rate people of color are. And they're reproducing with people of color. And they are reproducing (laughs) with people of color. With that being said, this whole entire piece is becoming, what did they lose? 125,000 jobs out of the industry? There's not enough people to take care of the kids. And you're going to say, what does one have to do with the other? This is what it is. If you do not have enough white people producing kids, right? Right. Now you've got more people of color out there that need to have their kids taken care of. It's a whole entire section of people that are like, yo, we need more people to take care of our kids or we need to do something about it. Right. The problem is, and I'm going to tell y'all with this, why don't they have men, male? Why don't they have more male babysitters? If I was gay, I could be a baby. Oh, he's gay. He's cool. You can't have a heterosexual. Like, why does a heterosexual man want to take care of kids? Remember Daddy Daycare? With, uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, my daughter watched oh, that. Oh, Lord, that movie. That was the movie we had to watch on a loop over and over. And she's, she's 22 now. It's actually but. a funny movie, though. It is. Can you can you really hate it? I mean, as the principal of uh, a bunch of dads coming together and creating a daycare center, no. I I, I honestly believe that what Joe Biden has is trying to do, what the Democrats are trying to do with this, is a good thing. They're simply trying to ensure that people of color are not going broke because what it's doing is it's putting people of color behind the eight ball even more you see what i'm saying because a lot of white families they they're they're making more money across the board they're investing their money they're doing better that even though the cost is going up they could take care of their kids you know they could pay that little bit of and i say little bit but they could pay that money and it's and it's not killing them but so much I want to just point out something real quick. Go I ahead. had a friend from, she, uh, what do you call it? Expatriated or, what? she left America, went to England. Okay. And she was one of the comments on my thread last night. And she said, when your kid turns three, you get 15 free hours a week. If you work over 16 hours a week, you get 33 free hours instead. Mm-hmm. If you're on benefits, though, and working 16 hours, you get the 30 hours free a year early when the youngin turns two. So Britain apparently can afford a system where kids and infants can go to school for free. We are the most strongest, most powerfulest, most richest country in the world. Why can't we have that example here? It's because it's called so they've they've attached it to socialism. What it is is they create they created society of dog eat dog. And we don't want anyone to get anything for free. We want everyone to earn what they're gonna get. The reason why they say that is telling people they have to earn what they get as far as that type of stuff, it keeps certain people out and away from the money. Because if they're spending most of their money, listen, if you're spending majority of your money on daycare and getting to work and stuff like that like what i said to somebody last week well two weeks ago about gas dude you're going on expensive vacations and you're complaining about gas (laughs) you just plopped down seven thousand dollars 
for a, a family of four to go to Aruba or wherever, right? Stay in a nice hotel. It costs you about seven grand. And you're complaining about the cost of gas. Think about that. I'm not saying that you don't have a right to be pissed off about it. No. But there's somebody that is struggling between putting food on a table and gas yeah, in their tank right. to get to work. It's two different equations. And to the daycare center. Two different equations. Two different equations. I don't know if I have enough money to put gas in a car to get my kid to go to daycare, and I can't even afford daycare or the gas in my car. People are struggling. They are. And people don't. People take that for granted. People think it's no big deal. Like, eh, who cares? We don't. It's bullshit. It's absolute asinine bullshit. People need to take heed and realize this world is not about them. This world is not about them and them only. Our kids need to be looked after and we need the proper people looking after our kids. We need a proper people in place making a decent sound. And that's like people say people are too lazy to work. No, people open up their eyes during a pandemic and realize that I'm make I'm busting my ass 40 hours a week and getting scraps. Yep. I'm I'm gonna put this on me real quick, and I want to share something with a lot of you guys. Hit it. All right, and, and and if if you can't jive with it, fuck you. It's life. Okay. I turned forty nine in December. Okay. Turning forty nine, I realized a lot of stuff going on in my life. One, I always took a job where I was getting by. Right. I always took a job where I was getting by, meaning I made enough money to pay my bills, but not save money. Because I always said, as long as I'm saving bills and doing what I want. At 49, uh, right before I turned 49, I ran into a friend. She happened to live in Florida. You and I have discussed her. Filthy, stinking rich. This chick makes about five million a year. I did the numbers. She makes about five million a year overhead so under that she probably makes closer to two or three million dollars after taxes expenses and everything right what did i realize out of that friendship and everyone's like why did you miss that friendship that was the first friendship that i realized that when having conversations with her that i need to level up and stop accepting mediocre there was something about that friendship with her that I realized I was accepting mediocre in my life I was accepting taking jobs that didn't pay me for my skill set why would a single guy at 49 still be making 45 and fifty thousand dollars a year I could produce shows I can actually edit video my skill set should be paying me hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year plus I could produce comedy shows live comedy shows if I want I should be making anywhere from 150 to two hundred thousand dollars a year minimum as a single man minimum minimum and a lot of you are going to say well what does that mean it means that society in general does not want most of us to think outside of it society at best and it happened back in the 1920s they created a school system of followers they didn't create a school system of entrepreneurs they created a school system of wait to be fed right if you understand what I'm saying, you could talk on yes or no, what, what I'm saying. It's they created a school system of followers. Wait till someone gives you the check for the work you did, right? Okay. If that's been your mentality your entire life, you don't know how to think bigger because that's what happens. Now, COVID hit. COVID hit and people were sitting at home and watching all these assholes that were doing nothing make all this money. Right. 
online. Okay? Cryptocurrency. Because I invested. I'm not going anywhere. They can't kick me out of my home. I can't pay my utilities. I'm going to take all the money I still have coming in, which, stupid me, I saved up $32,000 and I was nowhere close to getting kicked out. You know what I should have done? I should have taken $15,000 of that money and I should have invested it in crypto for three months. That three-month investment, you know how much money I would have walked away with with $30,000 investment? I would have walked away with at least $85,000. Woo! You sure? I would have got, I would have made 80, not, I wouldn't have made 80, it would have increased to 80. Ah. So once you pay your 36% capital gains tax or whatever, I probably would have walked away roughly 65, doubled. I would have doubled my money, right? But because I'm so used to the mentality of being spoon fed, because I'm so used to the, let me get a job that pays my bills and let, I don't want to oversell myself because I'm scared. And then everyone I've been talking to recently and a girl in Florida, Everyone lies on a resume and everybody shoots higher. The people that are successful in this world shoot higher, ask questions later. Why am I at 49 years old bugging and and trying to make, and I realize, you know why I'm not getting a lot of hits? Because I'm I'm marketing myself to $40,000 a year jobs and they're looking at my resume and being like, he ain't gonna be here long because his skill set is worth one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand. You know you worth. You know worth. And now I and now that I realize it, I'm like, holy shit! And that's what happened during COVID. Everybody started to. Everybody learn. started realizing learn their worth. I'm worth more than twelve dollars an hour. I'm worth more than three seventy five, and society has not kept up. It's still minimum wage, seven dollars an hour. Meanwhile, I mean, come on, you can who who do you know you could pay a babysitter at twelve dollars an hour? I mean, at seven dollars an hour. Not a damn soul. <laughs> twenty in New York City, the average babysitter makes twenty dollars and thirty five cents an hour. That I do I do IT work. Do you realize that that's what I make as an IT worker if I take a middle of the lane job? That's what I make middle middle people. That's what I make in the middle. So the next time you guys look at it and say people don't want to do better, it's not that we don't want to do better. We've been trained not to do better. We've been trained to wait till someone says, I'll give you a job and I'll pay you. Oh, by the way, we don't like you anymore, so we'll fire you. Especially if you ask for a raise. Oh, my God. I got a friend going through that now. She's doing the work of her supervisor and she asked for a raise and they were laughing at her. They were like, how dare you ask for a raise? Meanwhile, her supervisor can't do the job without her because she's used to being spoon fed. We as a society are used to being spoon fed. We don't. The majority of us don't go for what we're worth. I can speak in public. I've written two books. I'm literally worth a half a million dollars. And what I mean by that is skill set wise. How many assholes out here that don't like me have two books on Amazon? Two books. I'm going to brag on that. How many assholes out there can produce comedy shows? How many assholes out there can produce stupid ass podcasting and edit it live? Like you see the live editing I do on the fly. I'm worth a half a million dollars on paper with my skill set. But because my mindset has been trained to wait till someone gives me a $45,000, $50,000, a year job, which pays my bills, but it's not enough for me to save. Yeah. So so, they say that that phrase is the one paycheck away from poverty. Yeah. 
So to my friend out there in Florida, when when I tell people I miss her, I miss her because she's the first friend that, that literally in bullshit conversation taught me to level up. And when people teach you lessons that maybe you needed to learn your whole entire life, you create a love for them. You create an appreciation for them. Because nobody else in my life has taught me to level up. Everyone else is, oh, just get a job. Oh, you'll find a job, you'll get something. She taught me to level up. Simple conversation. And now everywhere I look at, I'm like, how can I level this up? How can I make it better? Because I don't want to work for someone else. I don't want to work for someone. And if I have to again, <laughs> if I have to again for a few months, because now I've, I've got the seeds out there, I'll do it. But I will no longer look for mediocre jobs. You're going to pay me my worth. Because it's so hard for them to find jobs now, you know what you should be doing? What are you going to give me for a signing bonus? Ooh. Okay. What are you going to give me to sign on back with your company? Oh, you're going to give me? Well, listen, I know what, what my skill set is and everything. I was wondering if you could give me a $5,000 signing bonus. You was wondering. If you're in a work, if you're going into the work environment, that's what you got to do now. Get your money. Yeah. So people are mad that these babysitters are getting all this money. They're getting this money because it's a big responsibility. That's where you guys are thinking the rant wasn't good, but that's where the rant is. You don't understand that babysitting is a hard job. It is. And because it's such a hard fucking job, they're getting money on the level that your middle class workers are making now. Because $20 an hour is middle class wages. Although now middle, they're, they're literally slowly not making middle class anymore. They're yeah, slowly. That, that's they're, definitely dying they're, they're slowly making it just no class and upper class. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you ain't making six, if you ain't making six figures, you're you're struggling. That's the bad part about this society. If you're not making six figures, you're struggling. You really are. Uh, I read a report the other day. You okay? So we saw what they said. They said uh, babysitting. If you have one kid, is how much a week? Nine nine ninety a week minimum, right? Is that what it was? Um, anywhere from two to eight hundred a week. Two to eight hundred. In the area, okay. Let's say it's two hundred. In the area that I live, they say in order for you to make a decent living, you have to make sixty-six thousand dollars a year. You do the math. Hold on. Sixty-six. Imagine if you were a single parent, right? Sixty-six thousand dollars a year. Subtract twenty-one percent from the sixty-six. Well, first of all, you, that that means you would have to be making thirty one seventy three an hour. But continue. But so subtract twenty one percent from the sixty six thousand. What is that number? Uh, fifty two eight hundred. Now divide that by instead of fifty two weeks, let's divide that by forty eight weeks. Let's give you a two or three week vacation. Eleven hundred. You're making eleven hundred dollars a week, right? You ready? Now, eleven hundred dollars a week. Uh, eleven hundred dollars a week. Subtract. Um, hold on. Eleven hundred dollars a week, right? Mm -hmm. Subtract fifteen. Per oh, well. Okay. Hold on. Times. Hold on. Times. Times four. Forty-four hundred. Forty-four hundred. Subtract fifteen percent for your four hundred one k. Thirty-seven forty. Subtract. Two thousand for rent. Seventeen forty. 
subtract three hundred dollars. Uh, no, subtract a hundred and subtract a hundred bucks for cell phone. Yeah, crazy. Sixteen forty. Subtract um, car insurance. Subtract another hundred and fifty. Who you got? Just subtract one hundred and fifty. Fourteen ninety. Fourteen ninety. Subtract three hundred for savings. Maybe. Eleven ninety. Subtract two hundred for groceries. Nine ninety. We're in three digits now. Subtract two hundred for babysitting now. Seven ninety. You now have seven hundred and ninety dollars that you probably are gonna spend on the most dumbass shit. And you can sit there and say, Well, if you know what you're spending, bullshit. We waste averagely every month. If you look it up, the average person wastes five hundred dollars on dumb shit every month. So if you subtract that five hundred, what does that leave you with? Two ninety. Who do you think is gonna spend that two hundred and ninety or whatever wisely? Or save it. Or, or even save try it. Because I didn't, you know what I didn't do on purpose? I didn't tell you about gas. I didn't tell you about water. Right. I didn't tell you about electricity. Nope. I didn't tell you about gas in your car. All that money was eaten up. And that seven, I just left that number out there so you see what I'm talking about. You cannot survive in middle America with kids on $4,400 a month. Nope. And that's low That's low end babysitting. If you want the high end where they're feeding your kids snacks and educating them and putting another shameless plug of the book in front of you, <laughs> they're like they're reading to the kids, yeah. educating them and, and taking them to another level. You're paying at least 1000 to 1200 a month. A month. And if you're doing it alone or if you have a deadbeat dad or a deadbeat wife and they don't want to pay or they want to pay minimum, you're struggling. And I know the sacrifices for being a parent because trust me, my parents sacrificed the hell for me. My talent level would not be where it's at if I didn't have the parents I had. The talent you see in me, my parents instilled in me. And I know they sacrificed. I know they sacrificed. But sacrificing in the 80s is not like sacrificing now. No. It is really different. And I don't think people really get a get a grasp of that. It's kind of wild. We'll be back. I'm sure you're curious to know how I can help facilitate the DEI conversation in your organization. As mentioned in the previous video, DEI is a difficult conversation for many to have. Sometimes people in a company find a conversation challenging to navigate. Some of the challenges are the following. Leaders on DEI efforts can always expect pushback on those efforts. Leaders may also face direct and indirect criticism and challenges from members of marginalized communities. First, they are hit with questions from every direction. What is diversity? Is this a one-time thing? How long will this take? How does this affect my bottom line? When are we diverse enough? How long will this take? What should I expect? What is diversity? These are all great questions. With your staff, we have a discovery meeting and discuss these questions at length. At times, there's pushback because this is a conversation of change and people dislike change. Sometimes people want to blame one person. By me leading the conversation, they can't blame anyone versus just listening. We will discuss stereotypes, biases, and how they play out in the workplace. This discussion is open and allows people to speak without being judged. This helps understand how our biases impact the workplace. 
Next, we discuss your current work environment and how diverse it is. Is it diverse? Are there issues with incorporating diversity? Then we discuss your HR pipeline. How are you recruiting people for internships, employment? We are back. We are back. We got to talk about Miss Manners. In-laws don't host. They order meals for relatives. <laughs> you guys can read it right there. Dear Miss Manners, for years, my sister-in-law has asked us to bring something when she is hosting. It's often on short notice, so they'll ask us to swing by the store. She will then send us a list, and we end up getting virtually everything for the gathering. <laughs> Like, oh, we're hosting. By the way, <laughs> could you stop and shop right and get the following? Oh my god! Like you, here's the thing: you can't make that up. You can't make that. Like that is hilarious, right? They try to invite them over. They try to do everything to offset it, and it never works. I'm leaving this up there so you guys can see what we're talking about because it's over. The, it's it's hilarious. It is absolutely hysterical. My question is: This is the the writer is talking about her sister in law. Yes. Where are the husbands in all this, and why why is the husband not speaking up see, to their, his brother? Okay, and you could tell me maybe I'm off. Unless you have a husband that's like a. Uh, over-the-top host like hey most husbands rely on their wives to do that especially if you live in a middle class upper middle class um lifestyle if your wife is fortunate enough to work from home she's usually organizing that shit that's why but okay. <laughs> okay. did you did, did you guys see the look of her she was like whatever I'm just, I'm just, this whole thing just, just made my teeth itch. Like, honestly. Made your teeth itch? Made my teeth itch. Explain it. So, she said that she's getting short notice on events that they are having. Yes. If they're having events, and let, let's call the event, let's say it's a 4th of July picnic, if you will. Yeah. Why are they not asking anybody else to bring anything? Well, when you, depending on your relationship to the person that's hosting the fan, like I won't show up to somebody's house for the first time empty handed. Okay. Like if you invited me over to your place to have dinner, I would at least show up with a bottle of wine, a soda, that's something, fair. right? But if we're family, you feel comfortable telling family, hey, pick up some hamburger buns. Pick up, hamburger pick up, buns. like, no, no, no. I need this, I need that, blah, 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 blah. I'm running late. My problem is she's saying it's consistent. Yeah, she's making a habit out of it. But you know the expression? Um, the expression is that you, people will only treat you how you allow them. Right. If she asked for it once and she did it, that's your fault. I mean, at one time, a one-off is okay. Fine. She asked you a twice to do it, and you did it. Yeah, that's her fault. That's when you gotta learn how to speak up. At the third time, it defaults back on you because you keep saying yes because either you don't want to rock the boat or you don't want to piss off your uh, family members. Like I asked her to bring this and she didn't, and blah 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 blah. See what I'm saying? I do. I just I just feel like. What was Miss Manners' response? Uh, I feel like I'm going to say the same thing. 
I, I didn't even look at it. Uh, you, you could click That's on the link. You could click on the link, or do you? You know what? I'll go to the link because I got it right here. Because you know, I'm always saying. What this I'm shit. going to say is that they do need to have a sit down and chat, especially like you don't even know their finances. I mean, like I don't discuss finances with like my in laws. Like how how can you sit there and assume that I can afford? Okay, you have me over for whatever event. How how can you sit there and assume? that I also have the money to do this, 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 and this. You ready? Ready. Gentle reader, their assertion that they prefer to host rings hollow when they do not act like hosts. What they really prefer is to make you do everything, including the driving. Miss Manners can say that you that to you, but this requires a less frank conversation with your sister-in-law. Next time an invitation is issued, insist in a friendly but flexible way that they come to you. You could say, is it fair given how many times you have gone to them if they cite the children? Remind them that coming to you means they will not have to pick up their own home their own house when you do eventually agree to visit them answer any shopping request with a change of venue you are happy to provide the meal but it will be much easier for you to do so at home where you already have everything at the ready sharing the cost will take longer as it is impossible as you have noticed to do to done to do done guests to done guests i guess there's errors in here either for food or money but as you remove the excuse that they are always hosting the Inequality should become apparent even to them. If you ask me to pick up some stuff, please also ask for my cash app. Yeah. <laughs> you do have that. You do. I think and that's one of the things that I miss about producing shows as much as I did. If people would cash at me, I think at one point I had $2,000 sitting on Venmo and $500 sitting in my cash app. And because it was just sitting there and I don't think about going to it, yeah. I would go do certain shit and they'd be like, oh, you could cash app us a Venmo. And I would go into it and I'm like, oh, I got money just sitting there. You don't, because you don't think about using the money right away because right. it's not like a conventional bank. Right. Which one of my friends has a cash app. He has 15,000 sitting in his cash app in one of them. It's either cash app or Venmo because he produces shows. So when they put the money there, like he pays all his vendors. He pays like the comics, the vendors and everyone. So they get all the money, but he's just like, dude, I've got a regular job. I make decent money. I just like producing shows. It's fun. So he's like, so when the money's there, it's like you don't touch it because it's not cash. So if out of the thing, if 20 people come and pay cash, right? Right. That's $400 cash. The rest of the people, like maybe six people pay Venmo. Well, you got cash on you. So you're not thinking about spending the Venmo money. See what I'm saying? I so you end up with all this money in your Venmo. I think people need to start Venmoing people for money. So my mom asked, so on Sundays, norm, normally, I go to my mom's for dinner. And she always asks me to stop and grab drinks. Uh, not an alcoholic, like iced tea or whatever. So she just Baby, said, can so you stop and get me some iced tea? You know, I'm just so, I'm so thirsty. I just like to have some iced tea because it's it's in my budget, and it's 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 my mama. Did also. you did you understand the assignment? <laughs> I did, assignment understood. I'm just asking. Did you understand the assignment? I, I did. Okay, we good. I think <laughs> I think these sisters just need. First of all, stop throwing parties if you can't afford food. Just stop. <laughs> Not disagreeing. 
<laughs> Not disagreeing. By the way, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, the 10 worst mistakes a party host can make according to guests. These are the 10 worst mistakes people can make according to guests. This should be good. Read it. Okay, so here you go. Waiting too long to serve food or drinks, 39%. Think about that. Well, if you are having a party, that that's... Okay, hold on, because we, we can't count a black barbecue because the food's never ready on time. If you're having a party, <laughs> the food should be ready. No, you're hilarious. Some semblance of food should be ready. No, by you the are. Time the guests arrive. I, I agree. So, number one, it says uh, you wait too long. Well, first of all, if it's a black barbecue, when they tell you two o'clock, they expect <laughs> you there at six o'clock. They tell you two o'clock, knowing your ass ain't gonna get there till six o'clock. And that's when they're lighting the grill. <laughs> <laughs> at six o'clock, right? <laughs> well, actually, the ribs go on at two o'clock. That's why True. they say two o'clock because that's it's usually the alcoholics arrive at at two o'clock. Because the alcoholics kind of want to be where they're going to be at for the next few hours to get their drink on. So you have that. So there's your two o'clock start time, right? So there's there. Uh, Asking guests to mingle. Like you shouldn't tell your guests to mingle. Yeah, that's just weird. Is it? I, I can see if there's like, okay, so I have friend A and friend B and I know that they have something in common. So I introduce them and I say, hey, friend A, meet my friend B. You guys both do blah. I don't that's think that's. Fine. I don't know. Okay, I think there's different ways of asking to mingle. When you bring people in, there's two different ways of introducing people. You walk them around and say, "Hey, this is my friend." Blah blah blah. Or as people walk in, you give them a big loud introduction. Okay. And then, hey, this is Mike. Everyone, Mike, Mike, everyone, motherfucker, go on your own and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> right? You have that. It's. I think. Some people want to know that everybody there is there having fun and enjoying themselves. So it's kind of like, dude, go mingle because I ain't got no time to be fucking making introductions. Can, okay. can we get that? Oh, you can. Yes. Okay. I'll allow it. Okay. We're good on that one then. I'll see how you are. Number mm-hmm. three, not offering any sort of gluten-free or dairy-free option. That's some <laughs> that's some new day bullshit. Nah, that's some that's some recent bullshit right there. No vegan options? Nah, that's some... First of all... I'm 49 years old. When the fuck did vegan options become the thing? When the hell, it's funny how I go from fuck to hell and back to fuck. It's when the hell did I gotta start offering it? Your stomach issues are not mine. You know that this is a this is a vegan free home. But if go ahead, I'm sorry. If is is there a difference when you say that? Is there a difference between knowing ahead of time? Or someone just showing up and be like, oh, is that, I can't have that. Is there a difference? If I'm throwing a party, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm gonna throw a party, okay? Okay. Fuck your vegan shit. (laughs) Fuck your gluten shit. Fuck your meatless shit. Fuck your vegetarian shit. I'm throwing an old school party with all the foods I want. If you can't eat it, bring your own shit. Okay. Bring your own shit. That I've heard. Bring it. Cause I'm not. I'm not a judge. No. No. 
No. I'm inviting 300 people and yeah. two people can, do you have vegan options? No. Not even one, not even one vegan, not even can't make a salad. You know what I'll give them? Tofu ice cream sandwich bars, cause them shits is bomb. Oh, to the tofu? Tofu, the tofu ice cream bars are delicious. I'll have to look into those. And they don't taste like tofu. It tastes like vanilla shit. Huh. Okay, I had one, and this lady gave it to me, and she goes, "Eat it. You won't be able to tell the difference." I was just like, "Okay." She was right. It was delicious. <laughs> you will get the vegan option for ice cream bars. That's it. Other than that, you on your own. I'm serving ribs, pork ribs at that. If you're Muslim, stay the fuck away. <laughs> pork ribs. I'm gonna send your ass to hell. Pork ribs. <laughs> I don't, when do, do you got beef ribs? No, I got pork ribs, pork. My family's from the South. We eat everything on a pig from the rooter to the tutor. That's what they say. From the rooter to the tutor, that's what we do. I don't eat everything from the rooter to the tutor, but my family's from the South. Like, you know your family's from the South when you got them old uncles that eat the gristle off the chicken bone. Like, they literally just leave the bone. They eat everything off that chicken bone. Like, when you get it, yeah. it's just bones. Like, some of y'all don't understand bones until you boil the chicken down and take stuff off of it and then it's just the bone. Uh-uh. If you got the right black uncle, he eats the gristle, the knuckle, everything, and it's just a bone. He'll leave you. That chicken don't stand it. Why do you think chickens look nervously when they see black people around? They're like, oh, shit. There's only going to be nothing but bones left if my ass gets here. They know that. They know it, people. Just nervous chickens. Number four, starting to clean up too early. Uh, right. Again, that's iffy. That's iffy. I gotta go back to how the invitation to the party went out. First of all, did it okay. Go, okay. Did it go out via Facebook and I and like you know you put it on your friends? Did you call people? Did you send them? Did you mail an invitation? Because then you have an end time. Okay. And then it's time for you to go when the end time comes. But I can see picking up after. A little bit of things, a little bit of messy people, but totally starting to shut it down when it's still going is a little off. Okay, I see what you're saying. I, I again, I think people start cleaning according to their comfort level, especially if they think it's going to be a lot. Listen, we don't have a lot of money, so we don't have people coming Who in and cleaning. Who's going to do all these dishes? Who's going to do all these damn dishes? <laughs> a lot of dishes to be doing because my parents I do miss the fact that my parents every summer used to throw a, a summer barbecue blowout like it used to be and we would just invite in either July 4th or Labor Day weekend or something we would just throw a huge like barbecue and it was so fun and all the cousins would come over sometimes friends of the family uh, I miss those days I honestly miss those I, I that's why I want a house so I can like have a huge barbecue Same. huge get together and just invite people over and just say hey sit down enjoy yourself and just let it be but I miss those types of things I need you going by 9 yeah by 9, <laughs> by nine o'clock you ain't gotta go home but you damn sure better get the fuck out of here ain't nobody trying to hang out with you longer than that I got curfews and shit what else we got what else we got getting drunk getting did, drunk did you bring the bottle or are you just no the worst, <laughs> no okay so what's the worst out of that so here's the worst out of that it's the motherfucker that come and get drunk and didn't bring any alcohol of his own to get drunk yes that is because if you're a good host if you're a good host 
You probably invest because I remember one. I remember one year, my dad had to have put in at least two or three hundred dollars in liquor, wine coolers, uh, Bacardi, um, some Budweiser, st- like put in money right on be on liquor. And if you show up empty-handed and drink all the fucking liquor, yeah, you ain't coming here. And don't get me wrong, if you can afford it, like if you're like, listen, it's four hundred dollars. Who cares? It's five hundred dollars of liquor. Who it's cares? It's the principle. Show up with a sixer of Miller Genuine Draft. I show and, up. And you know what good. I do? I show up with Fat Tire or Stella because I know most people don't drink it. And I know I'm only going to drink one <laughs> or two. You, what you should do is you should acquire a taste for shit that people don't like. And then show up with that shit, and then you got your own shit to get drunk off of. This is true. Hmm. Like, a lot of people didn't drink Fat Tire, but I like Fat Tire because I was living on the West Coast. So you know what I did? I acquired a taste for Fat Tire. So what did I do? I bought a six-pack of Fat Tire. Every time I end the show, every time the day ended, guess what? I had three or four Fat Tires still there. Because nobody touched them. And everybody else is, hey, you want a shot? You want it this? By the end, I'm fucked up, but I, I only drank two of my shits. <laughs> I'm just saying it works. Yeah. I don't, don't show up if if it's you know alcohol is going to be there. Do not be the person that shows up empty-handed. Cancel the day. Cancel the party the day of. Oof. Who who does that? Cancel the party day of. That's got couples some do that. Couples do that. Stuff. Couples do that. Like a lot of couples when they get into arguments and shit. And they arguing over some dumb shit and they don't want to be in each other's vicinity. They're like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. They you know do how many phone shit. calls that is? <laughs> Not really. Today it's just cancel. Uh, you cancel yeah. the invite on Facebook. But now good good old sis went to the store already and bought the hamburgers and the buns. <laughs> What's she supposed to do with all this? Food you better you better you better be you better be glad we got all this goddamn food and all these people coming over. Just stay the fuck away from me for the rest of the Basically, day. I don't want to talk to you. Smile and wave until it's over. Are y'all okay? We fine. Fuck that mother. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. fucking fine. <laughs> Apologize, uh, apologize too much for the party. Oh, excuse the way the house, the house is in a mess. Oh, sorry, things aren't the way they should be. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have enough ketchup. Sorry, we don't have. I ain't apologizing for shit. Sit your ass down, enjoy what's going on, and shut the fuck up. Find something else to do. <laughs> shut up. I don't want to hear it. That's it. That's the recipe for being a good host. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let everybody else. Talk. I'm not apologizing for it. Number uh, eight, rushing people out the door. Well, see, eight and four kind of go together. Cleaning yeah. up fast because when you clean up, you're kind of telling people to get the fuck that out. Signal like, oh, she must be. This must be over. Yeah. But that's me going back to. There needs to be a set time. Like my party is gonna be from two to ten. I think, as an adult, I want to throw one all nighter. I think as an adult, I want to throw one all-nighter. Number nine, trying too hard to be accommodating. See, that's why I told you. You ain't getting no vegan options, no gluten options. You ain't getting no options except for this is what the fuck I eat. Deal with it. that's not, it's not even like a big deal. Yes, it is. No. You have to go out your way. You have to go out your way to offer these things to them. Okay, so let's talk about the vegans for a second. <laughs> it's called accommodating. I ain't doing it. You're not doing it. I'm not accommodating shit. You know, I ain't gonna make a salad. Again, I ain't. It'll be like a pasta salad. That's fine. That's about it. 
And it ain't gonna be gluten free. It ain't gonna be gluten free pasta. Oh well, I mean, I get that part, but but you've accommodated. I ain't accommodating shit. You you kind of low key did. I'm not accommodating shit. (laughs) You heard what I said. Okay. All right. You heard. All right. So when you have your party. And when I ask for veggie burgers, I have to bring my own. This whole fucking thing is a shit show. There you go. That's what's gonna happen at my at my party. At my party, somebody's gonna say, This whole fucking thing is a shit show. <laughs> I'm gonna be running everything and And that's and that's in the beginning. <laughs> that's when they walk in. Oh, it's funny. Everything's a fucking joke to you. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. <laughs> That'd be mid party when someone's drunk and dancing on the table. <laughs> I love these sound bites, people. You fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the last two we're gonna get through, and we gotta end the show is, uh, well, the last one is not playing music. Who throws a party and doesn't th- play? Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> like who doesn't play music? <laughs> Even if you, you know, have an I, I was gonna say iPod shuffle. <laughs> you gotta. Put your friggin' Pandora on shuffle and plug in your speaker that you should have because it's 2022. I hope those people out there can hear the sound bites because I'm not playing it. I don't have the USB thing. Hopefully they can hear it. If they can't, I don't care. Vegetable platter. Mom says vegetable platter. No. No, come on. Mom, Anita. It's Anita? Yeah. Anita, I ain't, listen again. I ain't accommodating. I'm going old school. I'm going old school. You ain't never had a veggie tray at a party? I'm going old school where literally where people would show up and if somebody dared to ask if I didn't have something, the guy that was hosting would look at them motherfuckers like, you see what the fuck we got. Shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of my face. That's where I'm at. Fine, I'll bring Really? I'll really? Bring you know normally I eat T-bones. Motherfucker, do you it's see T-bones? <laughs> do you see T-bones? No. Shut the fuck up. Eat this strip steak and keep it moving. So what you serving as an appetizer then if you ain't got the veggie platter? The fuck you mean appetizers? Hot dogs. That's your appetizer. <laughs> deviled eggs. That's your appetizer. <laughs> the so hell's wrong get, with you? You have deviled eggs. You can wind up the veggie platter. No. You only have to prepare that. It's you do really not. Easy. Listen, again, you are not getting options. You are getting. Listen, old school. Here it is. You ready? I'm ready. Old school backyard barbecue, baked beans. Okay. A pasta salad or right. two. For some reason, they think lasagna goes with that, <laughs> right? Macaroni and cheese. Okay. Okay. Pork ribs. We ain't serving no beef, you Muslim people. Sorry. Pork ribs, hot dogs, hamburgers, Ham potato pops. salad. Maybe a bean salad, like a string beans. Maybe a string bean salad. If you vegetarian, it's all the fuck you getting. <laughs> If you show up with some meatless shit and say, can I put this on a barbecue? You better bring your own barbecue and make it the, the meatless barbecue <laughs> over the side. Uh, mom is asking to tell uh, her that mom and pop ain't have a veggie platter. You ain't getting veggie shit. No, I mean, from back in the day. What? From back in the day, your old the old parties that your parents threw. No there was no platter. fucking veggie platter. <laughs> Like, here's the thing. I didn't even know that we could grill vegetables until I started watching the Food Network. You didn't? Old school, but old school parties, you really, I mean, onions, maybe. 
but yeah. you really didn't barbecue vegetables. And then I started watching Food Network and they're like, no, you can. You put them in foil, put a little oil with them. That's how you like asparagus, green beans and stuff like that. Like that's how you do it. And some of the guys do it on open coal. Like they'll slice them and then they'll put them up to get the taste. But I really didn't realize that you could do that with vegetables. I didn't. That's an accommodation. That, it's accommodating people. <laughs> Fuck them. I'm not trying to accommodate nobody. I'm throwing an old school party. <laughs> I'm throwing like no, nah, y'all don't understand how ignorant I plan on. I'm gonna make some money. I'm gonna throw a big ass party. I'm gonna invite everybody that I've ever been cool with that helped me through this whole entire process. I'm literally gonna send an entire sheet of dishes, and there's gonna be a big sign. If you're vegan, shut the fuck up. You ain't getting shit. So then why don't you just make it um, a potluck? No. Why? No. What? That's even worse. You don't know what people been making at their house. Mm. People got cats and letting cats get on a on a counter while they cooking. Mm. People want to kiss their dog in the mouth and then sit there and taste the food and talk about it tastes right. You don't know if it tastes right if you've been kissing your dog on the tongue. Never, never did the company potluck. No. <laughs> if somebody comes into work every day and they got nothing but mad ass cat hair on their ass, your food is going to taste like cat hair. Fuck that. No potlucks. No. Noted. No. And I thought about that at one point. I said, ooh, it'd be fun to throw a potluck barbecue. No, it won't. No, it won't. Because some people can't cook. This is the family secret recipe. Your family secret recipe sucks. But if you go into the potluck, if, you, if you're having a potluck, I would assume that you would know how people are living. No. Even a little bit. Let me tell you. Again, Tell me. remember the picture that you saw of me earlier? Yeah. You remember the picture you saw of me earlier? Yeah. If you didn't know me and you saw that picture, what would you think of me? You saw that picture. Didn't know me personally. What would you think of that picture? What would you mm. think of the man in that picture? <laughs> Seriously. Sophisticated. Yeah, a gentleman. Gentleman. With the, with the jacket, right? With the jacket, yeah. Right. That, look at that good-looking, young, sophisticated, handsome, handsome well-groomed man. Yep. Do those ever cross your mind? Because you know me now as who I am. <laughs> point proven. Thank you so much, Anita. I just proved my point. She's like, nah, motherfucker. No, I don't no. think any of those distinguishing words about you. <laughs> Ah, uh, she's got a point there. We roll the dice when we eat out. You don't know what the chef is doing. He could be picking his nose. You're right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but according to the FCC, he better not be picking his nose. The FCC? <laughs> the FCC. Well, not the FCC. Whoever it is. The uh, Food and Drug... The FCC's going to get us thrown off Facebook. Food, food, and, <laughs> food and Drug Administration. Yep. Whoever it is. According the FDA, to the Food and Drug Administration. The USDA. All but the my point, My point is... You don't know in a potluck how people prepare their foods. You just don't. You're taking your chances. And some people, you just, listen, you just, I, I, you can't. You can't? You can't, because some people don't understand the word seasoning. Would you contribute? Of course I would. Okay. It's a potluck. Of course I'm going to bring some shit. It's my house. Okay. What I'm even willing to do is make a potluck list, and these are your options. Check off which one you're going to bring. Okay. See what I'm saying? Okay. But there'll be no veggie options on <laughs> There's no sign up list for the veggie platter. And and I'm gonna give you one better. You ready? Ready. Oh, this is even better. 
if somebody signs up for the wrong food, like, nah, motherfucker, no, 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 no. We've got that taken care of. No, don't worry. We've got that. You know what? Just bring a 30 pack of PBR. We got the rest. Bring a bring a case of beer. We're good. Everything else we got. Bring bring some foil. Think about that. Definitely bring some foil. Bring think, all the foil. Think, but if you think about that rationally, it makes sense. It really does. There's no way you could possibly. Okay, we got to end the show. We're getting towards the end of it, ladies and gentlemen. So understand, we're, we're seasoning is a whole other show. It's it's. <laughs> I. <sighs> nope, nope, nope. We got to end. We got it. All right. Okay. See, here's the thing with seasoning. <laughs> Ketchup and mustard are not seasoning. Barbecue sauce is not seasoning. Correct. Okay. I was in Miami last weekend, and the guy said that, I said, what's this? He goes, it's seasoned water. Eh. And I said, bro, that's a brine. He goes, no, it's seasoned water. I go, that's a brine. He goes, no, it's seasoned water. Bro. That's a brine. What, what the hell is seasoned water? That's what I said. I said, that's called brine, bro. He goes, nah, seasoned water. Like, what? This, nah. is, this is Florida? This is, he goes, it's seasoned water. I'm like, no, bro. That's So the point I'm going back and forth with is you can't trust everybody with seasoning. Not everybody true. understands the word seasoning. They don't. They don't. Okay. As you said earlier, it's the white folks. <laughs> no, if you're gonna cor- if you're gonna quote me, quote me correctly. Them white folks. That's that white people shit. <laughs> I would, you know what? I want to say something. If I ever heard a white journalist or a white podcast host saying that's that black people shit, I wouldn't be mad. As long as they said it properly. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, wow, that's some spicy shit. That's some Spanish people shit. I wouldn't be mad because Spanish people make spicy food. Yep. See what I'm saying? Like stuff like that doesn't bother. Like people always say, well, you say it. I don't mind when we say it because if they said the opposite, it wouldn't piss me off. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be mad because we associate white people with flavorless food. Because and, some and white pickleball. because some white people play pickleball and make flavorless food. <laughs> just I mean it is bland ass it's, potato salads with just mayonnaise and salt and pepper. What the? F- Never mind. It's the you end know, of the show. Mm-mm. What do you got going on next week? Uh, God, next week. Um, I don't know. Not a damn thing. What else is new? Planning my birthday. Next week kicks in. I'll be at the uh, Joint of Miami in Miami Beach. Big ups to my man, the one, the only, the New Jersey legend himself, New Jersey wee man, to put me down there to host. I'll be there twice a month going on. I'm going to show you guys uh, twice a month. I will be down in Florida twice a month in Miami. So hopefully I'm going to pick up some more shows and do some other stuff down there. We're going to be down there next week. Your opener is is Valerie Salonave. Javier Corion is the feature. Hennessy Williams is your headliner. We're going to have so much fun if you use the flyer if you see this if you see this and bookmark it and show it to them 
$5 off your ticket to get through the door. Come in Sunday, April 3rd, 8 p.m. We're going to have so much fun. I fly down Saturday, so I'm there all day Saturday to promote. They put me in a nice hotel. They have, like, they told me that I was like the typical 1950, the 1980s black person that wanted the continental breakfast. Because I said, put me in any hotel that serves me a free breakfast. Wait, I got to throw something in real, real quick. Go ahead. I totally forgot. I will be in Boston next weekend because it is my wedding anniversary this week. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. Yes. People, <laughs> people that can get married and stay married, good for them. By the way, make sure you guys go get it. Lessons from a Shit Talker. That is the first book I released this week. I officially re- released. This is a thick book, too, y'all. Look, Facebook Conversations, the good, the funny, the ugly. It's it's, it's, it's a read. It's got pages, baby. 217 pages. My third book is coming out. We're still working on a title, but who would have thought that this young man... I, I, this young man is literally a published author. It doesn't feel like a public author, like a published author with one book, but now that is a second book, it's like, damn, I did the damn thing with two books. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I don't mind bragging about it because all this is going to come together. Like something's going to pop, and they're going to be like, "Yo, you know he's got a book, right?" They'll be like, "No, he's got three books," and people are going to buy them. And then all of a sudden, you're going to say, "Marklin, why are you driving that Lamborghini? Shut the fuck up and mind your business. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and mind your business. Go play some pickleball. Go play some pickleball." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is our time. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been Sunday Coffee. Enjoy your Sunday, everybody, and good luck to St. Pete's. Hey, we're out of here. It's the start of the week. All the army. Sunday coffee. Join the party. Sunday coffee.